0: The Gospels all clearly make Jesus of Nazareth the centerpiece of the biblical story. Jesus is the hero, so to speak. Matthew's Gospel introduces us to the hero of his story with these words, an account of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So right out of the gate, Matthew places the hero of his story in relationship to some of the heroes of the Old Testament story, and that's because Matthew, and actually all of the four Gospels, wants to make it clear that Jesus of Nazareth cannot be understood apart from how he fits into the Old Testament story. So Matthew shows us how Jesus relates to David and to Abraham and to Moses. So first of all, let's look at how Matthew relates Jesus to David. He shows us how Jesus, as the descendant of King David, is clearly the new king. Jesus has been anointed by the Spirit of God himself to inaugurate the new kingdom, God's kingdom, God's reign on earth. And right at the center of Matthew's gospel account, in chapter 13, Jesus teaches almost exclusively about the nature of this kingdom, which King Jesus has inaugurated. Secondly, Matthew shows us how Jesus, as a descendant of Abraham, clearly fulfills the vocation to which God called Abraham. God had called Abraham back in Genesis chapter 12 and blessed him so that through Abraham and his descendants, God might bless all the nations. But Abraham's descendants, the Israelites, continually failed to fulfill its calling to be a light and a blessing to the nations. That is, until Jesus, a descendant of Abraham, fulfilled the calling where the Israelites had failed. Jesus fulfilled God's calling upon Israel. Jesus fulfilled the prophetic hopes of Israel. Jesus did what Israel could not. And Matthew wants us to see this clearly. So he says 11 times in his gospel, quote, This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. Unquote. So Jesus is, first of all, a descendant of King David. Secondly, he is a descendant of the original Israelite Abraham. And third, and perhaps most significantly for Matthew's gospel, Jesus is also presented to us as the new Moses. Just as Moses led the people of Israel out of slavery in Egypt, so now Jesus leads anyone who will follow him out of slavery to sin, death, and the devil. So Jesus is certainly much more than the new Moses for sure, but he is at least that. And Matthew presents Jesus as the new Moses by neatly arranging his gospel into five blocks of teaching. Just as Moses is credited with the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, so Jesus gives us five new books of instruction. You can see these five blocks of teaching because each one in Matthew's gospel ends with this phrase, when Jesus had finished saying these things. So, for example, the first block of Jesus' teaching is his famous Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5-7, through and it concludes in 7 verse 28, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at his teaching. So all of this is to say that Matthew's palette for painting a portrait of Jesus for us uses Davidic colors, Abrahamic colors, and Mosaic colors. Matthew clearly wants us to see Jesus of Nazareth in the context of God's grand story from the beginning. Now, the point of this history lesson is to equip us to live faithfully as Jesus' disciples in our present day. Matthew's gospel is ultimately a discipleship manual for today. Matthew is trying to answer this question, what does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus in your context? The short answer to that question is to do what Jesus tells us to do. This is why in Matthew 7 verse 24, Jesus says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. To be a disciple of Jesus today means at least for us to do what he says to be the salt of the earth that preserves and flavors culture, to reconcile with our brothers and sisters who have something against us, to not undress a woman in our minds and thus commit adultery with her, to love our enemies, to not store up treasures on earth for ourselves. That Jesus means for us to do what he says and not just listen to what he says is clear by the way that the fifth and final block of Jesus' teachings conclude. It's in Matthew 25. Remember, Matthew presents Jesus' teaching in five blocks, just like Moses' teaching came to us in the five books of the Hebrew Scriptures. So, Jesus concludes his fifth block of teaching by speaking about how, upon his return, he will separate people like a shepherd separates sheep from goats, the sheep to the right and the goats to the left. Jesus says to the sheep on his right, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. To the goat people on his left, Jesus says some very harsh words. You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, the only difference between the sheep people and the goat people is what they did and did not do. Jesus means for us to do what he says. And Matthew's gospel makes that very clear. So, as you read through Matthew's gospel, take note of how Matthew connects Jesus to the Old Testament and how Matthew's Jesus calls us to follow him by hearing and doing what he says.